Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Political Insider Podcast. Tonight, I'm going to be addressing the controversial Fusion GPS and the Russia investigation. So, if you don't know already, the Fusion GPS investigation and the the Russia investigation are, in a simple way to explain it, linking the Trump dossier to the Clinton campaign, and to the Trump-Russia connection. Now, how true that is, that's up for debate. But we do know one thing, and it's that the dossier is not real. But I will be reading this from the Fox News article on Fusion GPS. So, basically... This article starts out saying what Fusion GPS was, when it was founded, who it was founded by. And if you don't know, Fusion GPS is a political firm, and they do research and investigations on political topics, and they do this through payments. So you pay them so much money, and they will dig up all the dirt that they can find on somebody or something. So Fusion GPS created the Trump dossier and it says a number of colorful but unverifiable claims about Trump. Now, I mean, from what I've read, these are all fake, fake claims. And um, so the uh, guy who wrote the dossier. His name is Christopher Steele, and he's a British intelligence officer. So, I mean, we see what they're working with here in this. They're working with British intelligence officers, so that's that's top-level people. And this is the dossier not verified and included explicit sexual and financial allegations against Trump and it's creating further speculation about Trump-Russia connections. And, of course, we all know that this has been a very controversial topic throughout the election and throughout Trump's presidency so far. And there are quite a few claims that Donald Trump met with the Russians during his campaign and had people meet with the Russians, which I will address a little bit later. But, um, so, it doesn't say this guy's first name, it just says his last name, Simpson. He was meeting with the House Intelligence Committee in Russia about the dossier involvement with Russia in the election. He says, I think that the evidence that has developed over the last year since President Trump took office is that there is a well-established pattern of surreptitious contacts that occurred last year that supports the broad allegation of some sort of an undisclosed political or financial relationship between the Trump organization and people in Russia. So he's saying that with the evidence that he is working with, the Trump organization itself, not Donald Trump as a person, but the organization as a whole, has been working politically or financially with the Russians. Now, if we're talking about the Trump organization and not even mentioning the election, then this is okay, because as we all know, there are large multinational corporations that work with other countries all the time. 
But if this was for the election and Trump was trying to use some sort of Russian official or just Russian information against Hillary Clinton during the election, that's a whole different story and that should be addressed by Congress. Now, the dossier was uh, paid for by the Washington Free Beacon, which is a conservative news website that was extremely against Donald Trump and numerous other GOP candidates. So this dossier was against Trump and those candidates, not just Donald Trump himself. And um, after the GOP nomination was over and Trump won, the Clinton campaign and the DNC picked up the contract of Fusion GPS through Mark Elias and his firm, uh, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce that one. And apparently Clinton didn't know about the dossier until BuzzFeed published it in January of 2017, and the Democrats have defended it since. And this is saying... Democrats paid um, Mark Elias and the firm more than $9 million for this dossier and to retain Fusion GPS. So at this point, Trump meeting with the Russians to get dirt on Hillary and Hillary retaining the dossier with the DNC. I mean, if something were to happen with one of them, legally, then it would have to happen to both of them because they're both in the wrong here, not just one of them. They would both have to be charged with something, which I think it is a really good idea to launch a further investigation into this and see what actually happened, who actually paid for it, who actually retained to this, whether it was the DNC or the Hillary campaign, because that would make a large difference in how this investigation went. Uh, next page shows Donald Trump tweet, workers of firm involved with the discredited and fake dossier Take the Fifth, who paid for Russia, the FBI, the Dems, or also Donald Trump is blaming Russia, the FBI, and the Dems in this dossier, and um, it's, he's saying that the workers plead the fifth um, I don't know if this was in front of Congress or what, but um, he's saying that they wouldn't answer any questions about it. So Simpson, this guy, we don't know what his first name is, says he's done investigative work on the case of Sergei Magnitsky. He's a Russian lawyer who um, he reported a massive tax fraud scheme against the Russian government, I believe. And he died in Russian prison, and then the U.S. Um, in 2012 enacted the Magnitsky Act, which imposed sanctions on Russian officials that were involved in the death of him. And so Russia hasn't liked that idea. I wonder why. Um, and the meeting, Trump Jr., he met with Russian officials, mostly Russian lawyer Natalia Veselnitskaya, I guess, and she was supposed to have the information about Clinton, but she said that she just wanted to talk about the 
Magnitsky Act. So, um, we don't know if there was actually evidence against the Russians. She says no. According to this, Don Jr. doesn't publicly say it, but Don Jr. thinks yes. That's what he went there to get. So, and then Don Jr. met with the lawyer. And Donald Trump denied that this meeting ever happened. He wasn't very open about any meeting with the Russians, which, as we know now, it did happen. And Trump Jr. thought that she had information that would basically put the Hillary campaign out of business, which would not have ended well for Donald Trump because... Hillary Clinton is really the only candidate that he could have beaten. I don't think anyone that the Democratic Party would have put up against Trump would have lost against him because Donald Trump is not a very solid candidate. He is very inflammatory in his speeches, which is not always good as a candidate. But back to the topic, um, Trump Jr. said that Natalia didn't have any information, or she didn't give any information about the Clinton campaign during their meeting. And then she uh, wanted to discuss the Magnitsky Act. So we've got both sides saying the same thing now. And Sergei Magnitsky, he's a Russian lawyer. Um, he was hired by a London-based heritage fund, or excuse me, hedge fund. And he accused Russian officials of $230 million tax fraud scheme involving tax rebates. So this is a really big accusation against the Russian government. And he turned over the evidence to the police. He got arrested. And he died in prison in 2009. The official cause of death, they say, was a heart attack. But investigators say he was tortured and denied medical treatment, which would have killed him. Um, the Magnitsky Act freezes financial assets of Russian officials who contributed to the abuse, arrest, and death of Magnitsky. But it only freezes the financials that are in U.S. borders. Um, it, can, it can't do anything about the Russian borders because that would start a big global conflict that we wouldn't want to ever be involved with. Um, so the lawyer, Natalia, she opposed the sanctions and she represented Denis Katsyev, son of a top executive in Russian Railways, which is state-owned. He was charged in the U.S. with money laundering and he was involved in the $230 million tax fraud scheme that Magnitsky exposed. And Natalia had information on Clinton, supposedly. She just wanted to discuss the Magnitsky Act and what Donald Trump would do with it while in office. Because, apparently, Russians knew he was going to get elected. Um, so, the rest of this just goes on to talk about how Don Jr. met with her. She didn't have what he wanted. Um, the people at the meeting were... Don Jr., um, a pop star named Emin Agalarov, and 
Aris Agalarov. Aris is a Russian developer and Emin is a pop star. They were both at Miss Universe, which Trump owned at the time, and the pageant was in Moscow, and Trump spent time with Eamon, which, you know, they, that would mean that they had some sort of connection in some way. It was probably through Miss Universe, as they are both businessmen. One resides in Russia, the other owned the competition. Um... The next person, uh, Rob Goldstone, a British music publicist, he facilitated the meeting between Trump Jr. and the Russian lawyer, and um, we've got the lawyer, Natalia, um, Jared Kushner was there, along with Paul Manafort, which Paul Manafort is under investigation uh, with his business dealings in Ukraine. And he apparently met with Russian officials multiple times during the presidential campaign. Uh, Jared Kushner, I have so many problems with this man that it would fill up a podcast in and of itself. Basically, we've got a lot of evidence here pointing that the Trump campaign wanted to work with the Russians to get dirt on Hillary during the election, which is... Quite understandable, there's a lot of it out there, but I've got the Russian dossier here, 35 pages. Um, I'll read the summaries of it because I haven't read the actual dossier yet. Uh, Russian regime has been cultivating, supporting, and assisting Trump for at least five years. AIM, endorsed by Putin, has been encouraged to encourage splits and divisions in Western alliances. So far, Trump has declined various sweetener real estate business deals offered him in Russia in order to further the Kremlin's cultivation of him. However, he and his inner circles have accepted a regular flow of intelligence from the Kremlin, including on his Democratic and other political rivals. So, this is already saying that Trump has been manipulated by Putin and the Kremlin for the years, years before it. And Trump denied real estate in Russia, which um, would have allowed them to manipulate him more if he would have accepted, which well, we know at this point the, do the dossier can't be proven, so nobody knows if this was actually a deal that could have happened. A former top Russian intelligence officer claims FSB has compromised Trump through his activities in Moscow sufficiently to be able to blackmail him. So this is saying that the Russian government blackmailed or could have blackmailed Donald Trump if they wanted to in a way that would have allowed, made him, when he were president, to help Russia politically and probably geopolitically, too. Dossier of compromising material on Hillary Clinton has been collated by the Russian intelligence services over many years and mainly compromises bugged conversations she had on various visits to Russia, intercepted phone calls rather than any embarrassing conduct. The dossier is controlled by Kremlin spokesman Peskov directly on Putin's order. However, it has not been yet distributed abroad, including to Trump, Russian intention for its deployment still unclear. So, the Russians had a dossier on Clinton, too, and the Russians didn't know what they wanted to do with it, so they just left it be for the time being. 
and apparently Clinton had several bugged meetings that were supposed to be closed behind closed doors. And whether these were real meetings or not, we don't know. So, I mean, this is really a lot of evidence that could point to really ending the Trump-Russia investigation for good. There is a lot of evidence here that points back to Don Jr. that could get him federally charged for trying to collude with the Russians during the election. With, I mean, that that's not something that we should take lightly here in the States because if Trump was really manipulated by the Russians and he really colluded with the Russians, we don't know how deep this goes. I mean, I don't think that um, anything will happen to anyone. Well, let me rephrase that. Nothing is going to happen to anyone politically because they know that if they do and Trump gets impeached or gets charged, Mike Pence will step in. But that's not even the sole reason. The sole reason would be that every... Everybody in the U.S. government has some sort of dirt on them, some way or another. They're, they know that if they convict Trump of something, that Trump will uh, pay somebody or just release a bunch of classified things before he is relinquished of his duties as president. Because that's what any sane person would do, is they would basically bite them back I, if I were president and this happened to me I would unclassify a bunch of classified stuff that they didn't want to get out because we all know that there are a lot of secrets in the US government that we will never know about but uh, Jared Kushner I don't think he should be allowed to be in the US government not because of his political positions but because he controls too much. He doesn't have the property, the proper security clearance to be a top aide to Trump. He shouldn't be a top aide to Trump. He's only top aide to Trump because he is Ivanka's husband. And I don't think Trump's kids should be in his administration. I don't think they're right for the position, but that's a whole other podcast. And we are approaching 20 minutes, so I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you want to know anything more on the Russian dossier, let me know. Um, uh, the next podcast will probably detail this dossier a little more after I've read it and am fully able to understand the contents of it. So I want to thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.